Hi, how you doing? What's going on, everyone? Good morning. Welcome to the Priest Gene Podcast. I am Darkside Few, and I welcome you. I welcome you. Happy Friday, everyone. How you doing? <clears throat> Excuse me. I hope you all are doing well, although admittedly, uh, pretty sad day. Just to start off, we lost two notable celebrities and artists overnight. We lost Meatloaf, the legendary rocker from the 70s and 80s. Bat Out of Hell, one of the biggest selling musical albums of all time. And we lost Louis Anderson, legendary comedian from the 80s and 90s. I remember growing up and seeing some stand-up of his and then watching the cartoon show Life with Louis. Uh, among other things, you know, he was known more notably even later on for hosting Family Feud. So rest in peace to those who we lost overnight. Kind of sad, obviously, to lose two people, especially two notable people like that, in one night. Uh, pretty crazy. Um, today is Friday, the 21st of January 2022. And today... We'll be doing some interesting stuff on stream for sure. Full day of streaming in store for all of you here today. Um, <clears throat> and today on the pre-stream podcast, for at least a little bit, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the whole deal going on with Activision Blizzard being bought out by Microsoft. Because what I did is I kind of saved up some of the smaller news stories and things going on over the past week to talk about all at once on one of these podcasts. I didn't want to be like every day talk for two minutes about it. So let me save up a few topics in regards to the Activision Blizzard buyout and then kind of talk about them all at once and give you my thoughts. So that's what we're going to do today uh, <clears throat> on the pre-stream, okay? Cool. Sounds good. Let's talk about today's streams because today's going to be interesting. We've got Sniper Elite 4 here on the main gameplay stream. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now you may be saying, wait a minute, Sniper Elite 4? First of all, isn't that game from, like, 2017, right? So it's, like, five years old. And on top of that, didn't you skip it back in 2017 when it first came out? Why are you playing it now? What is going on? What is this madness? Phil, have you lost your mind? Are you crazy? Wait a minute. Hold on. Maybe. I may be crazy. I may actually be crazy. But actually, maybe this one's better. What do you think? I may, I very well may be crazy. You never know. But, however, what I can tell you is, my history with Sniper Elite is a little interesting. So, back in the day, before I even did Direct Capture, okay, I played Sniper Elite 2 on PC. And back then, back when I lived in Connecticut, at my condo, what I did is I had my PC, which was a gaming PC, hooked up to my TV. I didn't use Direct Capture. I used a camera pointed at my television to record. So what I did is I did this full playthrough of the game with my camera pointed at the TV, and it was actually my first experience with the series. Doing crazy x-ray, you know, assassinations, headshots, and yes, even double testicle popping ball shots. Um, it was pretty fun, but certainly it was uh, a little gruesome, and uh, people liked it. They thought it was something different, because I, you know, don't usually play those shooter-style games, especially the military ones. Um, so they enjoyed that. Then, years later, and someone interesting, interestingly enough, someone just said this to me in the stream chat. They said, <clears throat> Isn't it true that when you moved from Connecticut to Washington State, 
many, many years ago. At this point, if you can believe it, almost eight years ago. Yeah, it's been that effing long. Wow. Doesn't seem that, that long, but it has been. Um, when you moved to Washington eight years ago, did you play Sniper Elite 3 as one of the first playthroughs in Washington? And I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah, I think, I, I think it was, actually. Because I remember playing it and thinking, oh, this is hype. It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be something interesting. It's going to be something great. It's going to be something fun. And it's going to be something that'll, you know, get my audience excited for my first, one of my first playthroughs after moving. And I remember it, I didn't like it. <laughs> I played it for like two, three sessions and I got really bored. And I don't know if it was just because of the repetitive nature of the game or maybe it was because, I don't know, it was a different time. You know, I, I really don't know what it was. But anyway, uh, I don't think I ever even finished it. If I remember correctly, I think that I had played some of it and people got bored and I got bored. And I don't even remember beating the game. Maybe I did, but I don't necessarily remember. Um, so anyway, uh, that was my experience with Sniper Elite. So, you know, that was many, many years ago. And then I guess when Sniper Elite 4 came out in 2017, I likely asked you guys. Now, keep in mind, in 2017, I had become an interactive streamer. I wasn't just a YouTuber anymore doing on-demand videos for offline consumption. I was actually doing interactive live streams. And I'm curious, did I ask you guys, did you want to see it or not? I really can't remember. You know, it might have been a situation much like uh, the latest Just Cause game, where I had already played Just Cause 2 and 3, and I liked 2 and I didn't like 3, so then I'm not going to play 4, right? So it might have been the same situation. I played Sniper Elite 2, I liked it, I played 3, I didn't like it, so why would I play 4, right? <clears throat> anyway, that being said... um. The reason that I'm now playing Sniper Elite 4 is because we have started doing something called Game Pass Nights. In fact, we're going to be doing a Game Pass Night tomorrow night. Okay? So, how does it work? You guys vote on games that are available on Game Pass Ultimate for me to play during a special night when I play each game for about an hour each. And we went on Game Pass about two weeks ago. And looked at all the games that were available on there and went through like maybe 16 possible games that I'd like to play in the future. We narrowed it down to like 14 because a few of them were really lengthy RPGs like Final Fantasy games, which obviously I'm not going to do right now. And you guys vote on what you want to see right now. If you go to my main channel page, <clears throat> okay, on, on DSP Gaming right now, you go to the community tab, there's three polls available for you to vote on for games for tomorrow night. Now, I have not even looked at those polls yet, so let's do it. Let's look at it right now. Let's actually see what's leading the polls live here on the Pre-Stream Podcast because I can do that because I am a fully interactive content creator. That's right. Let's do it. So currently, these are the games leading the polls, okay? We've got Quake leading the first poll. With Outer Wilds just behind it. We've got One Piece Pirate Warriors 4 leading the second poll with Sirius CM4 right behind it. And then we've got The Forgotten City absolutely positively dominating the third poll. Alright? <clears throat> now, these polls have not even been live for 24 hours yet. I would urge if you have not voted yet, please do. I can tell you right now that the voting is a little bit lower than usual. Usually in 24 hours we get about 1,000 votes. Right now, we have anywhere between 600 to 800 votes per uh, poll here, okay? Now, the way it works is the two games that have the most votes by tomorrow night's stream will be played, 
alright? And what that entails is I have to tally up the total number of votes that came in per poll and then divide by the percent that each game got. So, for example, right now, Quake is beating the Outer Wilds. That doesn't mean Quake will actually make it into the, the, the stream on Saturday night because how did Quake perform against the other top games from the other two polls? You see what I'm saying? I just have to do a little bit of math to figure that out. So, please vote. I'm excited to see what you guys, uh, you know, pick for tomorrow night's Game Pass night stream. This is something that we've just started doing. You guys seem to like it, so I'd like to maybe keep it in the rotation. It's a good way for me to get exposure to games that normally I wouldn't have played, or maybe I skipped, <clears throat> to see if they're worth a full playthrough or not, okay? Now, that being said, that's why we're playing Sniper Elite 4 today, because I actually played it during a Game Pass night last week. You guys voted. You said you wanted to see it. So I said, okay, let's do it. We played it last week, and you guys liked the stream. In fact, you guys told me that it was actually quite interesting, and you wanted to keep it going. So I said, all right, why not give it a shot next week? I don't really have anything else going on. Why don't I... Uh... And by the way, excuse me, my post-angel drip yet again is bothering me today. Sorry about that. Um, I said, why don't I do it as a mainstream? If we play this today, and it goes well, and you guys enjoy it, then we can play it again. I'm curious to see how it will perform, because keep in mind, Sniper Elite 4 is not a full-on action game. It's meant to be stealth. You need to sneak around, not be detected, and then get these really stealthy, either stealth takedown kills or headshots. So that's really the point, or, or I guess ball shots, too. That's the whole point of the game, okay? Um, <clears throat> and I, I'm curious how I'll do. I haven't played a stealth game in a very long time, just being honest. So I don't know how this is going to translate into a quality playthrough or not. We'll find out today together live, okay? Um... If it sucks and you guys think it's boring and it's not good, then I don't have to play it ever again. There is literally no pressure for me to do this ever again. I could easily do something else in its place. What I was thinking of is over the weekend, we have a choice. Tomorrow I'm playing Skyrim, Anniversary Edition. Tomorrow night is the Game Pass night. Sunday during the day, I can either do more Sniper Elite 4 or if this doesn't turn into a good game, you guys don't really want to see it right away. Then maybe I can just do more Skyrim. We can do two days of back-to-back -back Skyrim. And then maybe next week when I return on Tuesday, we do something different. Maybe even we pick a game from Saturday's Game Pass night, right? Let's see what happens, all right? Let's see. So, <clears throat> I'm interested to see, uh, you know, how you guys like it, how I like it, how I do. It's been so long since I played a full-on stealth game like this, okay? So that's today's mainstream. And Randy, I don't know anything about authentic difficulty in Sniper Elite. I, I'm just leaving it on a default like I started with when I did it on Game Pass Night last week. Okay. Now, tonight, it's my weekly late night throwback session of Street Fighter called Friday Night Fights. I love doing this every week. Every Friday night, I go back in time and I play the classics, all right? And I have a great time. Um, I do. I have a great time uh, playing old school... Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 3, and Alpha. Street Fighter Alpha 3. Um, now, last week, admittedly, it was a little bit, how can I say, a little unsatisfying playing it. Why? I really couldn't consistently get matches. I tried it on, on the PlayStation, and there were more people playing, but I couldn't really consistently get into a lobby. Every time I got into a lobby, someone would drop from the lobby, and then trolls would come in and ruin the lobby. So it made it unplayable. And in some cases, I just couldn't get a lobby at all. So then I switched over to the Xbox, 
it was kind of the same deal, like no trolling, but there just were no lobbies going on, so I ended up doing ranked matches for most of the stream, which worked, but by the end, it was getting really hard to find anybody, okay? So, that being said, I want to play Street Fighter tonight, but I really hope that we can continue to get a good experience out of it. It's weird because some weeks we do. Some weeks we, we have like, wow, great lobby, or I get one or two lobbies with good players, and it's fun, and other weeks it's like pulling teeth trying to even find something for more than five minutes that'll work. So we'll see tonight what happens at 6.45 p.m. Pacific time. I hope you'll join me for a late-night Street Fighter stream, and uh, we'll see what happens, okay? <clears throat> now, tomorrow, as I already stated, it's Skyrim Anniversary Edition continuing on. One of my favorite playthroughs I'm currently doing right now. In fact, it's the most popular playthrough I'm doing right now because now I've been actively tracking my metrics on YouTube for DSP Gaming. Every day I check out things like engagement and the like. By far, Skyrim has the most viewership and the most engagement of any ongoing playthrough that i'm doing on youtube right now more people are watching liking talking on the on the comments and actually they're watching that playthrough for longer than any of the other current playthroughs i'm doing am i shocked no people have asked me to play skyrim for the last 10 years right and uh i'm glad that i finally went back to it for your requests i'm excited for more tomorrow um, I think we're near the win winter, not winter hold, uh, Windhelm. We're in the upper eastern portion of the map, and we're doing various things, but we're going to go to the town and see what's over there. It's going to be a fun stream tomorrow, okay? Ooh, excuse me. Ooh. Awesome. Then, tomorrow night, it's Game Pass night. So your votes right now are directly influencing what two games we'll check out tomorrow night at Game Pass night. So please keep voting, Okay. Sunday is up in the air. I don't know what I'm doing Sunday during the day. It could be more Sniper Elite 4 or it could be more Skyrim, depending on how things go today. Um, so we'll see. And then Sunday night will be more Halo Infinite multiplayer. And let me tell you guys, last night, Halo Infinite multiplayer was great. All right? First of all, there was a new update, a brand new mode called, I think it's Attrition. It's really good. It's, it's limited respawns. Each team has limited amount of lives which makes every single kill count way more. <clears throat> and it was definitely a different spin on the game, but I re actually really enjoyed it. There's also a special event going on where you can earn all these cosmetics for your character, and I already earned this crazy hologram visor. And I think by the end of the stream, I, I was about to earn this new color, but then the game glitched, and <laughs> the challenges stopped working. Like, oh, figures, right? So... We play again on Sunday. Hopefully, I'll be able to complete that challenge, okay? Um, but I'm excited for more. I hope you'll join me Sunday night for more Halo Infinite multiplayer. Now, I'm off from streaming on Monday. Now, I return on Tuesday this week. We'll ongoing have Skyrim as a playthrough. May or may not have Sniper Elite 4 as a playthrough. If Sniper Elite 4 doesn't work out, then likely what we'll do is give another Game Pass game a shot. Whether it's I Am Fish which is another Game Pass game that I played last week, or whether it's one of the two new games that I'm going to try out Saturday night. We'll see. We'll just determine from those what ends up being worthy enough to kind of be a playthrough on the main streams, okay? The night streams will continue to be the things that I've been doing, including a late stream of Lost Judgment to wrap up that playthrough. The post-game will finally finish this week. Uh, Resident Evil 4, concluding the separate ways campaign and possibly even doing Operation Ada and wrapping up that playthrough this week. More Halo Infinite multiplayer, more Street Fighter, and probably yet another Game Pass night this week. Okay? Now, in regards to 
any other new things coming out, there's only one other new game really of interest in January, and it's Pokemon Legends Arceus that comes out on the 28th. So a week from today, we actually have a new release in a new Pokemon game. And yes, I will be playing that and balancing that with Skyrim until we get to the new releases of February, which are going to be fast, furious, and insane. Sifu, Dying Light 2, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, King of Fighters 15, Elden Ring, Crossfire X, uh, and then like 17 more games that I'm, I'm not even going to mention until we actually see how the month goes and if there's even time to do them. Likely, I'll be honest, likely there won't be. Likely, it's going to be tough to even maintain the, the stuff I'm doing. And just to, to remind all of you and forewarn all of you, okay? Just to for, remind you and forewarn all of you, once all those new releases start hitting in February, new releases will always take priority over ongoing legacy playthroughs. So at that point, Skyrim will likely either dramatically slow down and be just like a night stream once or twice a week or just completely go on hiatus for a while all right but this was always the intention with skyrim we knew skyrim was going to be an incredibly lengthy ongoing chill style playthrough and that it was going to take a long time to get through it. i've told you guys outright i we may be playing that till the summer or longer seriously because it's going to go on hold and then come back and stuff like that okay so that being said um you know, I hope you guys are okay with that, because that's how I've always explained to you it was going to be, that Skyrim was not going to take priority over all these new releases, all right? You know, when they start coming out nonstop, that's what I got to cover. Cool. So that's the schedule coming up. I hope that sounds good to all of you. Um, A few quick housekeeping things around here before we move on to the news stories. I like to talk about the Activision Blizzard... Uh. Uh, buyout. First of all, thank you guys for all the great engagement recently. And what I mean by that is people who are watching the live streams, when they like the live stream, they're clicking like. And you can do that right now. If you're enjoying today's live stream already and you're looking forward to Cyber Elite and you like the podcast, click like. It helps on YouTube for discoverability. Same thing if you're watching this on demand on YouTube later on after the fact. If you like listening to the pre-stream podcast in the background of your day, or maybe you watch it actively and you look at this hideous, bloated, ugly face every single day, give it a like. It really helps, okay? In addition, I can directly tell you guys this, that your comments on my videos recently have helped out in regards to feedback on playthroughs and things. It really is. Like, people are giving me advice on stuff, and it feels like it used to back in the day. Back in the day when I was just a full-time YouTuber and not a streamer of any kind, I actually used to read comments actively on my videos and people used to give me advice and feedback and we'd actually sometimes have a discussion on the video about the game i was playing etc and it felt great and sadly over the years it kind of went away for a couple reasons first of all um one of the reasons that the comments got unmanageable is because i grew so big on youtube that i was getting so many comments on videos i couldn't read them all anymore it was just ridiculous amounts coming in um and then over the years what happened was youtube changed just being very honest here YouTube's attitude towards people changed. YouTube at one point was this very positive attitude of, wow, everyone out there is putting out free content, it's entertaining, it's fun, everything is kind of positive. Leave positive comments, you know, be constructive. YouTube at some point between 2012 and 2015 became a toxic place where it was more about meme on people, make fun of people, deride people, bring people down, tear them down. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Watch someone who was popular, make fun of them until they fall apart. It was messed up because that's exactly what happened with my videos is the, the video comments 
went from being all positive to literally all negative. And I don't just mean, oh, your content sucks. I mean, your content sucks. You suck. Your family sucks. Your pets suck. You smell. I hate you. Die in a fire. Great video, Phil. That's the kind of comments that I would actually get on my videos. I'm like, what? And the reason was because it became a meme to hate on me on the internet. So people would actually have competition to leave the utmost nastiest comments on my videos. And the comments became completely un unusable, unmanageable. There was no reason to read through them because there would be 99% insults and then like one positive comment. It got so bad at one point, my viewers in around 2016 literally came together and I had a group of my long-standing viewers contacted me and asked me to turn off the comments. They were like, listen, there's not any positive to them. People come to watch your videos based off YouTube search or whatever, and then they all they see is negative people shitting on you, so why do they even want to be there? So I turned off the comments, you know, and they stayed off for many, many years, and it wasn't until just a couple months ago I turned them back on. Why? Because now YouTube actually has protections in place to stop memeing idiots, you know? Oh, you want a meme on my videos? Tough shit. You can't. YouTube has all these filters in place and everything that turns off the crap. So now when you look at the comments on my videos, it's positive or even if it's not positive, it's constructive. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind criticism as long as it's constructive criticism. Like, Phil, you suck and you're a piece of shit. That's not constructive criticism. Saying, Phil, you know, you really need to pay more attention because if you did, you would have noticed that this was going on. You would have done better in this, this gameplay situation. That's constructive criticism. That's what I like. That's what I would love on all my videos, okay? So that being said, please leave comments on the videos. I'm telling you, it's actively helped me in the last month with some of the playthroughs I've been doing. Your feedback has allowed me to go back on my next session of a particular game and do something differently or better than the time before. And I'm really happy that I'm getting that back. Because, listen, live stream interaction is very important. Having a live audience of hundreds of people who I talk to and interact with and have fun social conversation with, that's tops. I love it. That's why one of the major reasons why I love my job. But I have a large in-demand audience, hundreds to thousands of people who check out my videos after the fact. And I want to hear from you too. You guys are important to me. A lot of you are my life's blood. You're the people who've been around for 13, 14 years watching my videos. And I want to hear your feedback. So please continue to like the streams if you're liking them. Continue to like the videos if you're liking them. And continue to leave comments. This is all helping the channel. And this is good because if we get in the mindset of doing this now, Come February, when all the new games are coming out, and we've got new people coming to the channel, you see, it's gonna, it's just gonna all go hand in hand. It's gonna work well, okay? Good stuff. Okay, now, also, I just want to say support recently has been great as well. You guys have been very supportive on my streams, whether it's becoming a member, super chat, super sticker, tip, all that stuff has been great. There's been a couple slow streams. I'm not going to sit here and bitch and complain that there's been a couple oddball slow streams when in the general, things have been really good. All right, so thank you so much. So far this year, 2022 is off to a really great start and I'm feeling great and positive and it's been awesome, okay? Now, that being said, all right, we really, really need to figure out a way to get you guys to want to be members. And when I say that, what I mean is how do I convince you to become a member? All right? The only idea that anyone has had is to do members-only interactive multiplayer streams. 
But the game, what game would I play besides like maybe old school Street Fighter, which by the way, I can't even do because the game doesn't work. I can't do a private lobby and it doesn't fucking work. Or like Halo. That's really it, okay? And like I've told you guys, I wouldn't want to tell you, oh yeah, we're, I promise all these member-only nights when there really is no games to play right now, okay? So the real question is, what else would convince you guys to become channel members? And I need your feedback on this. Please leave comments on the video. Tweet me. Tell me during the live stream in the chat. What is it that you would be convinced to become a channel member from, right? Right now, you get a highlighted name in stream chat, which, by the way, I should bring this up too. There's a weird glitch going on on YouTube. Some people are seeing highlighted names in stream chat. Some aren't. Like for some people, oh, members are green and Phil's name is yellow. And others are like, everyone's gray. It's a, it's a weird bug. For me, here's the weirdest thing. When I'm on my channel page watching the stream live, everything's gray. When I pop out the stream chat, the color comes back. So obviously it's a coding bug on YouTube. They screwed everything up. What a shock that YouTube would would change the code, not test it, and screw something up. That's totally never happened before. <laughs> okay. Anyway, if you become a member of the channel, you get a highlighted name in chat, hopefully. You get a cool chat crown badge to show how long you've been a supporter. You get access to all of my emotes. New emotes are unlocked every 50 members. Also, you don't have to abide by the slow-mode rules of the chat. Unlike everyone else who has to wait every 10 seconds, you get to talk as much as you want. And when it comes to special events, for example, if we do a viewer's choice event or for Ask the King, my bi-monthly Q&A show, members always get priority. Whether you know, you're getting a special game selected to be played in a marathon because you're a member or if you get your, your questions answered with a very high priority on Ask the King, you always get priority. You see? So, there's many benefits to being a member. I wish I could give you more. One thing I would like to do is have members have exclusive emotes that only members can use. Can't do that on YouTube yet. I could do it on Twitch. I can't do it on YouTube. So, I wish that there were more things that I could do for you guys, but I'm limited to what YouTube is available, right? YouTube is claimed this year they're improving. They're going to add all this new stuff for streamers. They haven't done a damn thing yet. So, basically, I, what I have to do is uh, essentially what I have to do is wait it out. And hopefully when these new changes come, we can implement them and improve things for the better. You know, I'm hoping these changes will come in February. Seriously. It would benefit everyone if they came in February because February will be the biggest gaming streaming month for many, many, many months. So I hope that they, they can follow through with some of this stuff. Okay? All right. Um... That's really all I wanted to talk about this morning in regards to all this stuff. Let's get to gaming news. And the gaming news that I want to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen, is in regards to the Activision Blizzard buyout by Microsoft. Now, we are far, far, far away from this buyout being completed. But of course, it was the biggest gaming news in years when it was announced earlier this week. Ginormous bombshell, right? Hitting the ground like, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. Um, and already, industry-wide ripples and repercussions of this going on first of all within 24 hours of the announcement sony stocks tanked by 20 billion dollars that's a lot of market share to lose because your competitor had something positive to announce and you ain't got shit okay so sony as I said on Tuesday, when all this was announced, 
Sony absolutely positively needs to come back with something to compete with this announcement because Microsoft right now is looking great and Sony, quite frankly, is looking like shit. When the only news Sony has is, oh, we're going to make more PS4s because we can't make enough PS5s to, to you know, to, to, to keep up with demand. Wow. That's, so you're making old consoles. Oh, that sounds like, that's great news. Wait, no, it's not actually. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, number one, yeah, we knew there was going to be, uh, you know, repercussions and that was the immediate. Now, a few news stories have come out of this whole announcement this week that I would like to talk about. All right. First of all, one of the major questions that everyone had is, wow, wait a minute, if Microsoft's buying out Activision Blizzard, does that mean that all of the intellectual property, all of the franchises of Activision Blizzard that have been under their umbrella for so long are now going to be Microsoft exclusive? Does this mean that Call of Duty will be Microsoft exclusive, right? Does this mean that some of the biggest franchises will only be on Microsoft and PC and not on Sony consoles. Especially the one that everyone's asking for about is Call of Duty because Call of Duty has always traditionally been cross-platform. Not to say that Call of Duty has not had exclusivity when it comes to things like DLC content and stuff like that, okay? Um, so that being said, there's been a lot of discussion about it. And some people are of the opinion, man... Call of Duty will just be Microsoft. Tough shit. Just like Bethesda. A lot of people, when Bethesda got bought out by Microsoft, people were like, well, they'll still make it cross-platform because they want to make money, right? No. Bethesda games now are going to be Microsoft and PC only. They, they're not, you know, Starfield is only going to be Xbox Series SX, probably Xbox One, it'll run like shit, and PC. So that being said, um, you know, all this hoopla about it this week, Phil Spencer, the head of Microsoft Gaming Studios, because I think that's the name of it now, Microsoft Gaming or Gaming Studios or something like that, comes out and says the following. It is not our intention to try to keep beloved franchises off of our competitors' platforms and to isolate an entire group of gamers who've always enjoyed these games. So then after he said that more very generalized statement, people were like, nah, yeah, right. You're so full of baloney. Dude, you say shit like this all the time and you never mean it. So then specifically, he was asked during this week about Call of Duty, and he responded, and he said, it is not Microsoft's intention to keep Call of Duty off PlayStation consoles. They, they basically are, are implying they want to keep it cross-platform. And that shocked a lot of people, because why would you keep Bethesda games off of your competitor's platform, but not Activision? It is kind of weird. It kind of feels like mixed messaging to me. You can't have Elder Scrolls. You cannot have Starfield. You can't have Fallout. But you can have Call of Duty if you have a PlayStation console. But why? It's confusing, especially because... Um, if now, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't it true that Call of Duty competitive leagues and the whole competitive situation with the game has always been based around Microsoft consoles for like the last many, many years? They always play on Xbox consoles? So you would actually think that in regards to uh, Call of Duty, they would go with the console that they are mostly invested in, right? So, I don't know. To me, it is kind of weird. I Honestly, I thought 
they were going to be like, nah, all the franchises are Microsoft only. And now Phil Spencer's kind of almost waffling a little bit and saying, no, uh, you know, it's going to be on PlayStation. So it's interesting. Now, the other thing is Microsoft already has, excuse me, I said the wrong thing. Activision Blizzard already has existing agreements for many different games. For example, the upcoming game Ghostwire Tokyo, which, by the way, is rumored now to come out in late March, which we're not sure because it never had any release date info, but apparently, I guess, there was a listing for it somewhere early, and it says it's on sale in late March, so maybe it's coming out sooner rather than later. But anyway, Ghostwire Tokyo, the next game from Shinji Mikami, the original maker of Resident Evil, and recently he made the entire uh, Evil Within series, <clears throat> is in an exclusive agreement to be on PlayStation. Which is weird, again, now, because they're getting bought out by Microsoft, you see? Then again, we just had Deathloop come out, and that was a PlayStation exclusive, even though it was owned by Bethesda, which is owned by Microsoft, you see? What they have to do is they have to fulfill their existing legal arrangements. They can't just renege on them because if they do, that would cost them a lot of money in penalties and they could get sued for further damages. So they're going to go through with the stuff they've already arranged. But does this mean that maybe in two, three years, all of a sudden Phil Spencer goes, Ha! Gotcha! I only meant for one or two years because that was our plans legally, but now we're fucking you and we're keeping Call of Duty to ourselves. <laughs> What? There's PlayStation gamers in my yard? Unleash the hounds! <laughs> so who knows, right? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out. It's kind of interesting to see this unique situation. Okay? Um, <clears throat> so, that being said, um, with all that going on, there's been a lot of internal buzz at Activision Blizzard among the employees. Okay? And... The employees are a buzz because some of them are very feeling very positive about this. They're like, oh my god, finally, this will be a way to get Bobby Kotick the fuck out of leadership. He's ruined the company. He's made this a toxic place for people to work. We love the games we're making. We love the, the product we're putting out. We hate the management of our company. So Bobby Kotick will get his ass kicked out and we'll have someone in charge who actually cares and listens, right? So a lot of people are feeling very positive about the buyout internally. However, the rumor is that some are deathly afraid that now they're just going to be one of many, many, many companies under a ginormous umbrella of Microsoft, and maybe they're not going to get the attention or the care that they feel like they deserve. Maybe they'll kind of be, like, forgotten. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's the case. In fact, Phil Spencer has outright come out and said, I want to revive some of the classic Activision franchises that have basically been on the back burner for the longest time. He said Hexen. Phil Spencer said Hexen. I was talking about Hexen the last week when we were actually looking at the Game Pass games. There was a game there that looked like Hexen. And I was like, who remembers this? It was a first-person shooter game from the 1990s where it wasn't about guns. It was about, like, like gothic magic and monsters. And you would use magic spells instead of guns to kill these demons and shit. It was actually incredibly unique. And he pulled this one out of his butt. He's like, Hexen. Hexen. I would love to play a modern Hexen game. That would be fucking sweet. So it sounds to me like Phil, as an actual gamer and fan of games, rather than some corporate fuck shill bigwig piece of shit, actually knows the games and wants to actually revive some good ones. That sounds good to me. Awesome. Okay. 
So that's cool, right? Um, another thing that's been happening internally with Activision Blizzard, if you didn't hear, this is news that just got announced overnight, okay? So there's a little studio that's owned by Activision called Raven Software. If you're not aware, Raven Software has made many games over the years that were kind of standalones and unique games. One of the games that I particularly remember because it actually is part of my pre-stream music. It was so cool when the game came out and so unique. Singularity. Who remembers Singularity? I remember Singularity. I also like saying Singularity. I don't know why. It just rolls off the tongue. But anyway, a unique game about a time manipulation mechanic, Nazis and experimentation and all kinds of shit that leaded to time mutants and it has a horror theme. It's a really unique game. Singularity. But uh, nothing ever happened with it. It basically came out, was sold, and forgotten and brushed under the rug. And over the years, okay, what ended up happening was Activision basically said, we got to just focus on games that make us ridiculous amounts of money. You know, the money printers, I like to call them. Um, rather than actually developing unique, interesting, or artistic games. I don't know if I believe in that philosophy. I feel that, yes, if you are a game development company, you have to focus on making money. I mean, you're a business, right? You need to make money to stay in business, to continue to pay your employees, to continue to operate. I understand that. But I feel that there's room, especially when you're, you're a company that's very profitable, like Activision Blizzard has been over the many years that they've operated, that you can take some of your budget to put towards more unique and artistic works, right? Like, you can put out a Call of Duty every year, and that's your cash cow game that brings in the money every year, but then you should also take the time to develop other games that are more interesting on the side, okay? <clears throat> Sadly, it's been the opposite, where Activision over the last five years literally told all of their side studios, stop what you're making. Hey, Toys for Bob, who's making really cool remakes of Crash Bandicoot, fuck all that. You're gonna make Call of Duty content. Raven Software, you guys over there who made many unique games over the years and have your own unique creative flair, fuck you, make Call of Duty content. And all these creative people have literally been stifled and been told, don't do anything creative, make Call of Duty content. And they hate it. Internally, the, the, all the, the reports are, these people are incredibly unhappy with their jobs. They don't want to make Call of Duty content. They want to make great games. And they're not allowed to because the management at Activision Blizzard are a bunch of money-grubbing shitfucks. Okay? So, that being said, now, Raven Studio employees, before the buyout announcement, were involved in something that has almost never happened in gaming history and has never happened in American gaming history. The three or dozen or so employees who exclusively work under the Raven Software banner are forming a union. <clears throat> Their own union. And they are going to rally against their management and say, fuck you, you guys are mistreating us. We don't want to make shitty-ass Call of Duty content. We want to make good games. And the fact that you're stifling us and ruining all of our artistic integrity, which we signed on when we first started working for you, that's what we signed on for, to make unique games, not to make stupid expansion Warzone content, you fucking assholes. So they are actually are making their own, uh, their own union. And... What's interesting about this was, this is unprecedented. No American company has ever done this before. It's happened internationally. Outside of the U.S., there have been some gaming companies where they have unions. And we've been talking about this for years. How How is it that we hear these horror stories all the time of 
mistreatment of employees, mandatory overtime and crunch to finish a game in time for a, a publishing date, and all this crap we hear constantly about how game developers have like terrible jobs because they're all mistreated. Why is this commonplace in the industry? Why is it even allowed? You know, there's other industries where this would never be allowed. The answer is because they don't have unions. They have no one to stand up for them. They literally, it's either get mistreated or fuck off, get a new job. Go ahead, go go work for another gaming company because they all do it. And the truth is, pretty much every big game company does it. Even fucking companies like CD Projekt Red, who outright said they would never do it, and outright publicized that they were not like the other companies, then did the same thing with games like Cyberpunk. And we all saw how that turned out, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Now, what I'm curious to see now is, what's going to happen because Raven Software was in the works to do this for the longest time, now it's finally coming to fruition, but now they're getting bought out by Microsoft. So, excuse me. Will it, will it continue to go through? Is it too little too late? I would love to see them be the example for everyone else in the gaming industry to say, no, we're going to stick up for ourselves. We're going to all form unions. We're going to actually have rights. No more of this mandatory crunch bullshit. No more, oh, I can't have a family life for three fucking years because I'm making the hot new game. Fuck you. You know, your job should not be 100% of your life. It just shouldn't be. Your job should be a major part of your life. But it should not be the end-all, be-all of who you are as a person. Okay? I'm going to give you some perspective here. Recently, I've been playing the Lost Judgment and the Yakuza franchise. And every time I play one of these games, I have my mind blown that in Japan, there's an entire culture of people who at night would go to a club, sit down with a person pay that person to buy them drinks and have a conversation with them. They're called host or hostess clubs, okay? There is absolutely no expectation when you go to these clubs in Japan that you will ever have a meaningful relationship with that person. You're not actually dating that person, but it's like simulated romantic conversation. You know there's no expectation of anything further besides that conversation you're having at that moment. You're paying to have a conversation with someone. Now you might say, wait a minute. How does that make any sense? Why would you pay to just talk to someone? Why would you pay to pretend like you're going to have romance with someone when you're not? And the answer that I've been told, and this is just me reiterating what my viewers have told me, is that in Japan, there is an entire culture of people where they literally are encompassed by their jobs. Their jobs are so end-all, be-all consuming in their lives they don't actually have time to have a real relationship. They don't have time to go out and meet someone and spend time with them and have real romance and have a life, a family life, and live with them. So instead, when they have a few hours of free time between their job, they go to a host or hostess club, drop money, and have a simulated relationship. That's the only kind of feeling like that they get in their lives because that's all they have time for, okay? You can say whatever you want and listen. Really, you can say, hey, I, I agree with this. I, I think it's sad. My personal take on this, my opinion, that's sad. Like, yes, your work absolutely is important. And a career can be very important. But it shouldn't be everything in your life. If you don't have enough time to do anything else but work, there's something wrong, you know? <clears throat> and for me, like, I, I listen to the horror stories about people who work in the gaming development industry. And... I play a big AAA game, 
and the game is buggy, and the game's unfinished, and the game is unpolished, and the game is full of shit. And I'm like, gee, I wonder why. And then you hear, oh yeah, by the way, mandatory crunch. They had overtime. They had to work for like fucking five, six months straight. They weren't allowed to spend any vacation time or take time off. Their families, fuck them. Fuck your family. You're going to be here working on this fucking piece of shit game. So it comes out when we said it's coming out. And it's like, dude, what kind of mentality is that? How do you treat... I'm sorry, but people are people and need to be treated as such. We are all emotional beings. We want to be treated with care and respect and dignity. We're not just a fucking cog in a machine. We're not just a number on a fucking spreadsheet. People have lives and deserve to have lives, right? What the most fucked up part about all of it is the people who benefit the most are the people at the top. Bobby fucking Coding, right? You know, the guy who's filthy rich, who has multiple homes, probably a couple boats, who spends tons of time with his family. Oh, he gets all of that, but all his employees get treated like fucking shit, right? Isn't it funny how that works? As I've said many times over the years, these people don't get to the top by being nice. They don't. They get to the top by stepping the fuck on everyone below them to get up there. So that being said, I keep saying that being said, um, I'm very curious to see what will happen if Raven Software forms this union, okay, and if they actually succeed, right? The thing is, though, it feels like the people who they were forming the union to rally against are on their way out the door. Bobby Kodak is not going to stick around with this company once the deal goes through, right? So, I guess we're going to have to see what happens in regards to this, but it could be a really interesting case. Now, as a, an actual follow-up and addendum to this story, the rumor is that now... The discussion is that Call of Duty will no longer be an annual franchise. That it's been realized that releasing Call of Duty every year is not working anymore after the overwhelming flop of Call of Duty Vanguard. And even though I say it's a flop, you gotta understand something. Call of Duty Vanguard was still the best-selling game of November 2021. I know that sounds stupid, because weren't there reports that this game was sold like 30-40% to 40 less than normally it would? Yes. And it was still the best-selling fucking game because these people still buy it every year because they're mindless drones. So there's, there's an entire subculture of gamers who believe that every year Call of Duty is the big one. That's the one I got to play every year. I buy it. I play it with my friends. I fuck around with it. I do microtransactions, you know. Just like people who play Madden every year, who play NBA 2K every year. This is the game for them. So even with a 30 to 40% decrease in sales because mainstream gamers said fuck you to Vanguard because it was a piece of dog shit, the game still sold tremendously. But finally, <clears throat> finally, it's being realized that maybe this should not be an annual release. There's just not enough there, right? There's not enough substance to Call of Duty to warrant an annual release for this franchise anymore. And people obviously are not coming out in droves to buy it anymore because there was a giant dip in sales this last outing. What I think will happen is maybe every two years we'll get a new Call of Duty, but there will still be tons of, like, the Warzone updates. Since Warzone seems to be the thing that everyone likes, I don't understand why these mindless idiots still like fucking Battle Royale. It's so outdated at this point. Battle Royale is fucking old. Battle Royale was popular on PC, like, fucking eight years ago. Ten years ago. Then, finally, it crawled its way onto consoles with Fortnite, and now everyone's playing Battle Royale. Dude... Fucking Battle Royale is so played out. Why the fuck are you still playing and watching content creators play the same fucking shit? 
The world is moving on, and these people are stuck on pause playing fucking Battle Royale. It just, it blows my fucking mind, man. Anyway, it's still profitable. It's still some of the highest viewed streaming content on the internet. People still dump tons of money into the microtransactions. So I guess the joke's on me, just like GTA Online, right? Again, I've said it over the years, and I'll say it again. Whatever you support, don't be surprising if that becomes what the industry pumps out. So everyone wants to fucking play GTA Online. There's no GTA 6. There's no Bully 2. There's just shitty GTA Online. Everyone just wants to fucking play Battle Royale. Well, guess what? All you're going to get is shitty Battle Royale games and no good games outside of these games. Raven Software, fuck you. Don't make good games. Make Battle Royale content. Oh, Toys for Bob, you want to make Crash Bandicoot? Fuck that guy. Throw him in the microwave and turn it on max. Blow him up like a fucking gremlin. We don't care. Make fucking Battle Royale content for Warzone. And it's like, no. 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 Okay. So I ranted a little bit there. But anyway, if Battle Royale, excuse me, if Call of Duty ends up not being an ongoing yearly annual release then okay likely what will happen is the battle royale still will get live updates all the time but then maybe call of duty will only have a new game every two years and i'll tell you guys i'd be okay with that we don't need a new call of duty every fucking year we just don't okay we don't need it excuse me wow i knew that was coming i wanted to get it out of my chest <laughs> I beat it out of my chest musically. That's how you do it. You beat your chest, you get the gas out, you continue on with your day. Very nice. I'm very sorry about that. I didn't mean to explode. Okay. So. Um, that's pretty much all the news coming out of Activision Blizzard right now. So, to summarize, okay. Phil Spencer seems to think that he wants to keep Call of Duty on the PlayStation, but people are wondering if he's only going to do that per contractual obligations and then eventually Call of Duty will only be on Microsoft, but it seems like at least for now it'll remain cross-platform. Um, Raven Software is forming their own union to try to rally against the management at the company saying, we don't want to make shitty Warzone content anymore, we want to be creative. And uh, Call of Duty may not be an annual release anymore moving forward. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's do some shout outs. Here we go. We start off with the, oops, we start off with the YouTube side shout outs. I should want to refresh this because I think that it did not fully load the stuff from earlier. We start off with I'm not agility who did a super chat saying look up Tifa Lockhart Italian Senate Zoom meeting. No, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, but thank you for the super chat. Uh, Dork Rex did a super chat and said, should I become an attractor? No, unless you're a brain-dead, mouth-drooling fucking idiot, you shouldn't join that group. They already have enough of them. Uh, Tage or Tage, I'm not sure how to pronounce the name, did a $5 super chat. Thank you very much for that. Um, <clears throat> Andy Hotdog did a super chat. Says, why don't you talk about talk, taking Jasper to a kitty day spa? You think he feels rejuvenated after the visit? Because I don't take him to a kitty day spa. I've never even heard of anything like that before. 
I don't know. Happy Tart did a super chat saying, this is toxic and not enjoyable. The chat agrees. The chat does not agree. In fact, the chat laughs at you because you're a fool. Thanks for the super chat. Nathan Smith did a super chat. He said, I never played Warzone. The only one I ever played was Blackout. And the only reason I played that is before it had the zombies story. I played Warzone. I fucking hated it. It plays like mod the Modern Warfare remake. It's the same engine. And that engine is shit. It really is. I hate it. I fucking hate Warzone. And I liked Black Ops 4 Blackout a ton. I played a, a, lot of, a lot of time into that. Right? But, uh... Yeah, I have no desire to play Warzone. I played it, like, a few times. I hated it. Every time I played it, I was like, fuck this. I'm not... I don't care if something's going virally popular because a few content creators on the internet are hyping it up and play it nonstop and have a... Basically, kind of a... Not even, like, mind-controlled, but, like, a weird mind-conditioned viewer base to think that that shit is good. I, you know, I can understand why Battle Royale can work, but that doesn't mean every fucking Battle Royale is good. Warzone, in my opinion, is actually not good. I think Black Ops 4 Blackout was far better than Warzone, but everyone jumped on the Warzone bandwagon because of content creators, and now no one cares about anything but Warzone, which is kind of funny. <clears throat> um, Fruits07 re-upped his membership for three months, he says, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019's campaign is amazing. I love it. I will agree with you there. I thought the campaign of Modern Warfare was actually good. I thought the story was well done. The graphics were great. The gameplay elements were interesting. It was kind of a soft reboot of the Modern Warfare storyline. I really enjoyed it. I did. And I think that they're coming out with a new one this year, right? I think the one coming up this year is like the, the sequel to that. So campaign-wise, I'm happy with that. Multiplayer, I hate it. I really did. Okay. Um, now we get over to YouTube side contributions, and I just want to say shout out to Pros, who overnight actually had given me a tip and said the following. Um, hey Phil, I just started watching your videos a couple uh, months ago. I just wanted to send some thanks for your content. I think you're a funny guy. Thank you, Pros. Really appreciated that someone came and actually contributed overnight. Um, that used to happen all the time, actually, on Twitch. But the thing is, take a look at how YouTube works, where basically... It's so different from Twitch, right? Over on Twitch, there was an ongoing static chat room. And people would sometimes come and do overnight cheers and stuff. And I would always, every day, I would start up, oh, here's some overnight cheers to shout out. And you can't do that anymore. On YouTube, I guess you can't even do that. I don't think you can do super chats overnight. I think you can only do them when the stream is live. So the content has definitely changed because of that. But anyway, pros, thank you for an overnight tip. I really appreciate that. And I'm glad to hear that you've been enjoying my stuff for a few months now. Excellent. <clears throat> okay, so for today's first tip comes in. From Pinocchio, who took me $2 and said, shout out to everyone in the stream chat. Let's have a nice stream. Awesome. Thank you very much, Pinocchio. I think that's how you spell it. I think I got it right. Thank you for the very first tip of the day. That is appreciated. Okay. Um, Anso Kamaru took me $1.50 and says the following. Game of the Year 2022 contenders, Elden Ring and Atelier Sophie 2 both come out on the same day. I want to play both, but a choice has to be made on which game to play first. Sorry, Elden Ring. I'm going for the real Game of the Year. Join me, Phil. Carlton Jr. tipped me $1.50, and he says, I like Phil said he wants to revive IPs like Guitar Hero and StarCraft. He did say that. He says he wants to revive dead IPs. Any Activision Blizzard games come to mind that you're interested in seeing again? For me, it's Tenchu. The last game was made by From Software. Funny that is. Great game, in my opinion. See, here's the thing. I don't actually know what's under their umbrella anymore. There's some things that I always forget. Like, I forgot 
they bought out Crash Bandicoot. I totally forgot about that. So I would have to look at what's actually under the Activision Blizzard umbrella to really intelligently answer the question. And quite frankly, I don't know right now. So I can't intelligently answer the question. Wait, Activision? Didn't they own Jungle Hunt? I want to see a Jungle Hunt 2022. Sounds good to me. Okay. Chicken Man tipped a dollar fifty and says the following. Rumor going around is Microsoft wanted Activision as they've seen tons of value in old IPs that Activision owns, including Guitar Hero, and they plan on bringing many of those back. We literally just said that, so thank you that for that, Chicken Man. And then Chicken Man did another $1.50 tip and says the following. I would not mind a Call of Duty every two years. It happened with Assassin's Creed, and with the recent one, it felt refreshing as we did not have one for two years. Well, actually, wait a minute. That's not true. We had Origins, then we had a break, then we had Odyssey, and then we had Valhalla. Or am I wrong? Did we have Origins, and then Odyssey, and then a break, and then Valhalla? I can't even remember. I seriously can't remember. Oh well. Uh, Lysifer Soul tipped me a dollar fifty. He says, good morning, Dad. Lysifer Soul, I'm not your dad. If I were your dad, you would be grounded. <laughs> so be happy I'm not your dad. Then he tipped me another dollar fifty. He says, Is Jasper hitting the brothels during his time in Skyrim? No. Oh, uh, let's see here. KOC Tractor did a $4.20 tip and says, Golly, you're the best. I'm going to follow you and watch you and worship the ground you walk on. Let's go. Okay, I also got a super chat from Nathan, who says, what's Jungle Hunt? Jungle Hunt is a game, an old school game, that used to be in arcades and also on the Atari and other classic consoles from back in the 1980s. You play an Indiana Jones-like character who is running through a jungle, um, and basically, it's, it's similar to Pitfall, but Jungle Hunt, if I remember correctly, there's actually, you have to fight cannibals and stuff. Like, I remember there's a stage where there's these cannibals that are jumping with big spears. And you have to, like, jump over the spear and not get impaled. And if you get impaled, it's implied that the cannibal impaled you and ate you. And I'm trying to remember other things about it. It Like I said, oh, I remember, there's a stage where you're running down a hill. And just like in Indiana Jones, boulders are rolling after you. And you have to jump like this, like straight up. And you have to try to dodge the boulders. Yeah, it's a pretty unique game. But it's funny because, again, it has a lot of cliche things from, like, movies from, like, the 1980s in it. Um, <clears throat> oh, really? Activision also owns Pitfall. I'm pretty sure they own Jungle Hunt, too. Because I think what it was, it was a spinoff of Pitfall. Like, Pitfall was more like a maze, while Jungle Hunt is just more straightforward action. Yeah. But anyway, um... Yeah, and I remember I owned it on Atari. I played the hell out of it. My dad and I were actually really liked Jungle Hunt, Joust, Moon Patrol. Um, 
Like a lot of the classics from the 1980s, we played a lot on, on Atari. That was back when I actually played video games with my dad. Like my dad liked the Atari, and I'm not even kidding you. As soon as the NES came out, he didn't want to play games no more. <laughs> it was like, no, this is too complex. The NES, that's that's where I draw the line, man. Look at the, that's crazy. I'd have to like actually like learn the details of this shit. I'm not doing that. Too busy. But he played a lot of Atari with me. We used to play Double Dragon. Um, we used to play Ball Blazer. We used to play... Oh, baseball! Yeah, we used to play the baseball game. I forget actually, actually what it was called. But the baseball game was really good. I really liked the baseball game. Yeah. Anyway, that's really neither here nor there, is it? Uh, Chicken Man did a Super Chat. He says, Valhalla was two years after Odyssey. Gotcha. So that there was a break. I see what you're saying. There was a, a break between the two. Cool. Yeah, ball blazer. What's wrong with ball blazer? Don't you like to blaze balls all the time? That's what I used to do when I was a kid. I would blaze the balls. Ball blazer was one of the very first 3D games, meaning it used vector graphics. But unlike other vector graphics games that used just wireframes that were empty, ball blazer actually had like textures. I mean, they were terrible. They were all blocky shit. But it actually has these two... Uh, I don't even know what they were supposed to be. Like two robots, and you would sit in a cockpit of it, and you would fly around this 3D grid that looks like a giant green checkerboard. And you would have a ball that you have to grab. And then there's a goal that moves in the background. It's your goal to grab the ball and get across the map and shoot the ball through the goal. Now, there's ways to tricks that you can do and ways to play it where you can shoot and then try to dodge the other guy. Because the thing is, you have a repulsor on each of the robots. So if you get too close, you could blow the other guy away with your repulsor. Or you could knock the ball out from in front of him. So you'd actually have to chase the ball. You're knocking the balls all around the screen. And then you're knocking each other. And you're shooting the balls towards the goals. And it's just balls everywhere. Actually, there's only one ball. Actually, now I wonder if there was a mode that had more than one ball. I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, let's continue. Sounds like Glover. No, Glover's terrible. Glover's a piece of fucking shit. Ball Blazer's actually pretty good. Uncircumcised Tip did a super chat saying they're a big fan. Good for you. Aquadir did a super chat and said, ate a lot of takeout food and now I have to take a huge shit in the, uh, in the making. I'll keep you posted. And you can actually keep that information to yourself. I don't care about your shitting habits. Chicken Man did a super chat and says, I'm ready for x-ray ball shots. We'll see. We'll see what happens today. Can I get ball shots or not? Last time I did a cool jaw shot. I shattered his jaw. That was pretty nice. And then Snow Cooper did a super chat. Says, hey, it's time for the stock market Gamester stock non-FA. DM me on Twitter. Do you know Gamester gets a piece of the profits from Game Pass? Cheers. What? I have no idea what he just said. None. Anyway, Snow Cooper, thanks for the super chat. I really don't know what anyone's talking about. <laughs> okay, anyway. Snow Cooper. There you go. I don't know why you gotta spell your name so freaking weird, man. You know there's an O in the English language, right? You don't have to use zeros. It's fucking odd. Why would you do that? Okay. So I'm just double checking here. I don't really see anything else to shout out. So if anyone, anyone else have any general questions or any concerns or anything you'd like to talk about... By the way, if you're enjoying today's stream so far, please give it a like here on YouTube. Liking the stream helps and gives the stream more discoverability by the common viewer who's just searching. 
Ah, oh, someone's actually popping testicles and skulls today with sniper shots? Cool. I want to watch that. And then I show up. There you go. Alright. So, any other uh, responses? Anything else to talk about? Anu, Anu Burukable has a question, but didn't ask the question. Chicken Man, the Super Chat, so who was your female crush as a kid? I don't know. I don't know. I, do you think I think back to when I was a kid and the shit that I thought? When I was a kid, you know, my head, I was on fucking speed, like eating sugar and bouncing off the fucking walls, smashing my He-Man figures together. Like, do you think there was a fucking competent thought in my head? Ninja Turtles. That was 90% of my thoughts when I was a kid. Ninja Turtles. Pays420 did a super chat. It was actually a super sticker. Thank you, Pays420. I appreciate that. There we go. Okay. <clears throat> so it was pre-stream podcast. Seems like you're clickbaiting elsewise. Lazy L, you should probably rephrase yourself in English before you say it on the stream and tag me because I can't understand what the fuck you just said. Have I put a disc in my PS5 yet? Yes, Divinity 2. And it's probably still in there. Pays that I, I misspelled his name? I did. I said Peas. <laughs> peas. Oops. My That's totally bad. Sorry about that. There you go. Thank you for calling me out. I'll always fix that. Chicken Man. Did a super chat? He says, did you ever drop a snake in a toilet? No, I've never owned a snake, so I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't even drop a snake in a toilet. That's awful. Even if it's a water snake, it doesn't want to be in a toilet where I've been fucking using it. Come on, man. What a disgusting thing to say. Why would you even say that? Jade has pre-ordered WWE 2A22. I think he's saying that he, he got the special edition that comes out early on March 8th. I think the regular release date is March 11th. Hopefully it's good. The Water Embers did a super chat saying, what is tonight's late stream? Um, Street Fighter. Old school Street Fighter. Happy Tar says, why is every criticism shrugged off as hate? No one said that, that your criticism was shrugged off as hate. Just that I said your criticism was false. You said that everyone in chat... Wants me to stop doing the pre-stream podcast and I should just move on with gameplay. And you're wrong. That's not true. There are people who literally tune into this stream just for the podcast. And when I start gameplay, they leave. Watch. Because when I start gameplay, I guarantee you viewership will dip a bit. It happens. So you are false. factually incorrect what you're saying. You understand? That's different than saying, oh, you're a hater. You're not a hater. You're just wrong. You're stupid. There you go. Carlton Jr. says, I think he meant a toilet snake to unclog. Oh, I've used a toilet snake before. I had one a long time ago. But that was back when I lived in Connecticut. I don't have a toilet snake now. Nah. I gotta use an old-fashioned plunger. Oh, JT says, I like the pre-stream podcast. See, there's one person who likes it. So that's why Happy Tart is factually wrong. You guys don't know what a toilet snake is? You never heard of a toilet snake? 
Have you never had a toilet before? A toilet snake is a device, okay? It has, it looks like a, a weird, like, twisty barb or cage at the end of a very long, twisty wire, and it's made of metal. And you use this to unclog a badly clogged toilet that maybe has hair or, or badly clogged toilet paper and stuff down there. You have to unwind it into the toilet, and it snakes its way down the pipe, hence the word toilet snake. And it clogs into whatever's clogged, and then you can wind it back up, and it pulls it out. It's really disgusting when it comes out, you know. <laughs> but yeah, toilet snake. Oh, 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 what a stretch. That was a good one. Oh. Okay. The Water Embers did a super chat and says, It's Friday already. Wow, I was thinking it was Thursday. Happy Friday, Phil. It's Friday already. It actually is Friday already. You may not realize that, but it is. For me, these last few weeks have been very weird because my wife's work schedule changed and now our day off is like Monday and now I'm completely thrown off because if you remember, for a very long time, our day off was Wednesday. <coughs> Excuse me. So what happened is I would come back from my break and within like a day, it would be Street Fighter time. Oh, cool. Now it's like I come back from break I do streams, 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 and a streams, and a stream, and a stream, 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 and a stream, and a stream, and a stream, 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 and then finally Street Fighter. And I'm like, damn, that it just feels weird. It does. And by the way, there's potential that my wife's work schedule might change again in the next month or so. We'll see. It's just life. Okay. My nose itches. Devil Trigger says, Did you know Microsoft stock also fell after the announcement? Do you realize you were baited by the gaming media? Wrong. What happened was Microsoft stock went way the fuck up. And then people stopped being assholes and it went back down. But it did not dip at all. Overall, Microsoft stock has gone up. You are incorrect. Sorry about that. I love how people come and try to basically... They always come to my stream and try... Oh, we're going to make Phil look bad today. We're going to contradict him. Right? We're going to purposely come to Phil's stream to try to find him saying something that we feel is not right. We're going to contradict him and try to second-guess him and try to say, Ha! Gotcha! But it's hilarious because they're wrong. Okay. No, I'm not getting the $120 NWO version of WWE 2K22. That's insane. Pinocchio has tipped $2 to the two best pre-stream songs, Barely Graze the Wall, Complete Destruction, and We Have Returned to the World of Dark Souls. Personally, I like the rock remixes more than the other things on the pre-stream. At the very same time, though, um, there are some really neat remixes, like that fucking Mega Man motherfucker remix uh, about Proto Man and everything. Still, to this day, one of my favorites. And I also really like the... Uh, uh, some of the zombie... What is the one about Dead Rising? The Di Dead Rising... Find Katie Zombrex before she dies. I like that one now. Uh, there's quite a few that I like over time here. So, Uncircumcised tip. There's a super chat asking how to, what's the best way to tip me via the method in stream chat via PayPal. Exclamation point tip. It'll give you the link right there and that's how you do it. Kyler did a super chat. Says, you remember the first time you played Street Fighter? Yes, I literally remember the actual first time I played it. Because previous to that day... 
I had always walked into that arcade and always saw co-op beat-em-ups, such as Ninja Turtles, or The Simpsons, or Pit Fighter, or The Avengers. And I say it like that because that's exactly how the announcer said it in the game. And then all of a sudden, I walk into the arcade that day fully expecting I'm just going to play the same games as usual. And there's Street Fighter 2 with a crowd of people around it, all watching, lines to play, quarters are up. And I was like, what the heck? Like, wow, this is super popular. And I remember the first time I played, I picked E-Honda. And I was doing jumping roundhouse kicks and then mashing punch. I didn't even know how to do the headbutt. I just did jumping roundhouse and punch, and I mashed punch to do the 100 hands, and I got a win streak. I had like a 10 win streak or something crazy like that at the time. Yeah. Jade loves the pre-stream podcast. I'm glad to hear that. Excuse me. Team Jarehawk says, I spawn, I die. It's his favorite. Cool. An anonymous $1.50 tipper says, when you're wrong all the time, people will tend to contradict you. Also, will you ever replay Far Cry 3? Uh, I mean, you're right, but at the same time, I'm not wrong. <laughs> the things that people are contradicting me on, I'm not wrong about. Like, listen, I know I'm wrong a lot, and I even say so. And I'll correct myself later if I find out. Uh, a lot of the times, things that we talk about are not the full story or whatever. And, you know, you correct yourself. Some of these things that are being said are ridiculous. Like, well, no, Microsoft stock went down. No, it didn't. It went up, and then it went back down, but it's still higher than it was when it started. So overall, the announcement has been a very positive one for Microsoft. Like, what's your point? That's like saying, oh, the tides went up today. No, they went down. Well, yeah, eventually they went down. Of course they did. They don't stay up high forever. That's not how the tides work. But it's like, you got to contradict me. You got to say, well, they, they went down eventually. So you're wrong. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like a four-year-old. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right, I think we're winding down here. I think we're winding down. I'm not really getting many meaningful questions anymore. Just seeing stupidity. So, I think uh, it may be time to start up a gameplay. Yeah, that's right. We may actually start with some gameplay today. <laughs> okay. All right, so thank you everyone for your... Oh, wait a minute. Never mind, I missed a tip from... My bad, I missed a tip from Chicken Man. He tipped me a dollar fifty. He says, for my Christmas, my girlfriend got me the Ninja Turtle arcade game machine from 1UP. It's super awesome. It was my favorite as a kid, and I wanted it the Simpsons one. Yeah, I mean, the, the those machines were sweet. Like, I remember the ginormous cabinet and having, you know, four players on this giant thing, and each one controlling one of your favorite characters from the cartoon show. It was pretty fun. Simpsons one was wild because in, when in the Simpsons TV show do you ever see them fighting, right? It's not even a part of the show. And they completely uh, converted the Simpsons to be a fighting game franchise, remember? <laughs> it was pretty cool. Fighting all fucking, fucking uh, Smithers and shit. Like, what the hell? This is wild. Okay. 
All right, are we ready? I think we're ready. I think we're ready to get started here. I hope I hope that Sniper Elite 4 ends up being good. I mean, if not, it's not a giant deal. There's tons more things that we can do. But you guys seemed to like it last week when I played it for the hour that I did. So hopefully it will have some, some you know, attention and, and some people will enjoy me playing it today. Guess we'll find out, right? All right, everyone. Let's end the pre-stream and let's get started, shall we? Sounds like a plan. 